Hi, I'm Zoe, and I'm a witch. And I'm Andrew, highway engineer. <laughs> Welcome back to Graveyard Dirt, where we discuss all things witchy from both a practitioner and non-practitioner's point of view. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the start of every episode, we discuss a tarot card in no particular order, what Andrew's initial interpretation of the card is, and then I share mine as a tarot reader. Sweet. Are you ready? Yeah, what you got? Okay. Today's card is Temperance. In a traditional Rider Waite Smith deck, the Temperance card is depicted as an angel with wings holding two cups in a manner that one is pouring into the other. Water flows between the cups while the angel stands with one foot in the water and one on land. In the background, there's a winding path leading up to a mountain range where a golden crown hovers above. Thoughts? Uh, the first thing I think of is Temperance Brendan, Brendan from Bones. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Um, but that path that goes to the mountains, I know you said it's a crown, but I think in the one that we did, the moon, that's mm -hmm. like the same symbology. There's like a path that goes to the mountains, but in that one, there's a moon that goes over it. Um, I don't know if it's similar or if it means something different. Yeah, that's what I'm getting from it. If you saw this card come up in a reading, what would you take it as a message of? Mm, I'm not sure. I mean, the angel is definitely front and center. Maybe balance, kind of, because it's got one foot in the water, one out, and then it's dumping water back and forth between the chalices. I would guess that's what they are. Yeah, I would say some sort of balance. Okay, I love it. So something that I really love about this card is that a lot of the symbolism is picked up within other cards, exactly like you said. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. oh. So it alludes to the fool's journey overall, which is what tarot is. Um, and then it also breaks down into its more current spin on that symbolism of its own. So because this isn't one of the number cards, is this... A major arcana? Is that how it works? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, and specifically, uh, when temperance comes up, I think all things balance. So oh, there you go. Look at you. <laughs> Beat you to it, but that's okay. Um, some cool concepts to point out in this card is the way that the water flows. Uh, it's seemingly impossible uh, with the way that the cups are oriented, but rather than adjust and spill, the angel kind of just trusts and pours, knowing that the water will land where it needs. Do the flowers in the background have any significance? They look like lilies, maybe? You put me on the spot, and I'm going to say they do, but don't ask me what they mean. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. <laughs> um, there's also the cool idea uh, in uh, a later card, the star. Uh, it's very sim similar symbolism, but rather than pouring the water back between the two cups, uh, the water is being poured back into the... I'm going to call it a lake itself. So taking that into consideration, I would see this as kind of a period of conservation. Okay. Sure. Speaking of waters and lakes. Oh, boy. That's what my fun fact is going to be about later. So stick around <laughs> if you want to hear about water. Prepare yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so overall, in a reading, if temperance came up, uh, to me, it would indicate patience and moderation. Okay. I could, I could see that. I think you did good. I know I did good. <laughs> I did well. Superman does good. Okay. 
today's topic is actually a listener submitted topic. Oh. So we can give a big thank you to Mel. Okay. What's up, Mel? <laughs> Uh, and our topic today is living in a mixed belief home, raising kids, etc. So I think that this is going to be a cool topic. It's less of a history episode and more of a discussion topic. Okay. Uh, let's see. I think a great first like jumping point, base, starting. Starting point. Starting maybe. point. There yeah. we go. Uh, would we consider ourselves a mixed belief home? Yes. <laughs> I'm asking like, <laughs> genuinely. <laughs> I mean, yes, I would assume so. Yeah. What those beliefs are, I don't really know. <laughs> right. I don't know. I think kind of more like a melting pot of beliefs. Like, I don't know if, I don't think I disagree with your beliefs, but it's not something I like pursue individually. That makes sense? It made sense. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. No, parenting as like half witch, half not. Witch. Well, I don't know. Let's back up before children in general. And it was kind of funny when I was like setting up for this episode. I was thinking about like, hmm, was I like this when we first met? Um, and I really don't. I don't know. I guess that's a good question for you. Uh, that was like a decade ago. <laughs> I could not tell you. I mean, I. So, yeah, that's a good point. We were really young when we met, but I feel like maybe it wasn't as pinpointed, but, like, I was always, quote-unquote, like this. Um, I don't know that I had a word for it or a way to express it or even the confidence to express it then, but I don't think that this is, like, out of the blue. I don't no. Know. What about you? Would you say that you were like this? Like what? I haven't changed at all. I've been the same since the day I was born. I don't, Except I just got taller. I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not true at all. You're right. I grew more hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is it like being in a relationship where... I don't know, you're still trying to figure out your personal beliefs in that path. And maybe they don't, not align, but they're not, like you're not on the same path at the same time. What does that feel like from both points of view? It would probably be college that I really started to form my own personal practice and start to like, I don't know, the word's not dabble, but like start to educate myself and explore with less concern about outward appearance. I don't know. What is that like from a partner's point of view, I guess? I don't know. I've never had any problem with it. You definitely want you to pursue like your goals and aspirations. Did it seem so? There's no reason for me to stop that. It's like it's. I don't know. It's not offensive. You know, <laughs> like it's not like you're doing something real weird, like I don't know, stealing my blood in the middle of the night. Uh, that you know of. Yeah, like a werewolf. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't see any issue with it other it's just like another sort of religion. It's a, an ideology that you believe in and that that you practice. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I grew up religious, I guess. 
I guess that's like a really good point is to bring up. So I grew up Roman Catholic. Um, I wouldn't say strictly. I mean, my parents are both very much Roman Catholic. Um, but I wouldn't say that in comparison to other families that we would be considered quote unquote strict. I went to Catholic school. It was definitely like part of our life. Yeah. My grandfather was a priest and my uncle was a priest, um, both Lutheran. And I mean, we always grew up going to church every Sunday and obviously all the holidays. But then when me and my sister got older and we were in high school and we did sports on the weekends, well, now we're no longer going to church on Sunday. And at that point we'd stop going weekly, but we would still do like what Easter and Christmas. Then at some point we stopped going because we'd rather do other things. Even if you're not going, would you say that you still align with those, I guess, beliefs that you started? There's like a, there's a bit of a stigma around the church these days. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't say I agree with all of the things they're doing, but like the underlying message that I think Jesus was trying to teach, which is love everybody else and don't be a dick about it. I mean. <laughs> I'm cool with that. You know, like I'm not going to. Yeah, <laughs> there's some there's some fucked up stuff that people are pulling out of the Bible that I don't think needs to be read that way. So, yeah, I don't really think that I fit in with that group too much, but it's just another ideology. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then apart from that, you've got what Christians and Hebrew and Muslim, which are kind of all revolved around the same thought. They're just different prophets so that's us individually and then moving into kind of all of a sudden we're no longer these two separate adults living together with our own personal beliefs but now we have a child um and taking that next step as parenting as a half witch half non-witchy couple a mixed belief household whatever you want to call it it's not really a mixed belief household at this point Right. Like it's one sort of homogenous household. It's not like you practice one thing specifically and teach them that. And I practice one thing specifically and teach them that. Right. Like I'm not pursuing anything religious. Like, Georgia goes to the religious preschool and she comes home singing songs about stuff. But we're not like actively teaching her about Jesus and God. And you're not like going out of your way to put that down. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if it would really be a mixed religion household or a mixed practice household as more of just like family practice. So that was something I was really thinking about is when I was looking at preschools or when we were looking at preschools and obviously majority of the preschools around here, if you're looking for like half day and younger than like kindergarten age, and most of them are church preschools. Right. Um, and so I kind of personally struggled with the idea of like, is that really what I want to do? I mean, in the end, we sent her. I have no regrets in sending her. I love the school. Our, the pastor is great. Yeah, the pastor is great. We've been to some of the services. It's very cool. Interesting. <laughs> you made fun of Roman Catholics <laughs> to your parents. That was right to their face. Literally the best thing. I know that when I was growing up and I am going to use the word like leave the church, but I don't really know that. I mean, we stopped going to church, but when I left 
I separated my belief system, essentially. A big thing for me and from like childhood, I was like, I don't want to teach my kids this. I want them to be able to make their own decisions. No matter what I believe, I want them to make their yeah. own decisions, which is kind of an interesting thing because then I got to this point where I now have a child. I have a set of beliefs that I feel strongly about. How do I balance sharing that with them while also not feeling like I'm forcing it on them? Yeah. So my biggest problem with growing up and going to church every weekend is I did not want to be there. It was more of an obligation. Sunday, wake up, we go to church, sit there for 45 minutes, <laughs> and then we come home. And then we have breakfast and it's cool. Mm -hmm. But like, I wasn't gaining anything from the, the church community, which mm -hmm. I think is why a lot of people go. I mean, we knew a couple people there, but we were never like going to potlucks and stuff like that. So it, not, it felt more like a chore than an actual spiritual experience. And I think your practice is very independent of that because it's not structured as such. Georgia doesn't wake up and like dread doing something for the next hour, having to get dressed up and then come home and do all that stuff. Your stuff is much more fun. Like, okay, it's storming. Well, we should probably go make sure that we talk to the trees and give them some sugar and pretty please ask that they don't fall in our house. <laughs> you know, like it's fun things. It's exciting things. And as far as she's concerned, it's just an activity that she gets to do with her mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that going to change when she grows up? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's her decision. Yeah. If she wants to, she can walk up the, the street to the church. It's at the top of the hill. She can go there. I'm not going to stop her. And I think that's, I totally agree. And I think that that was the hard part about trying to find that balance, which I guess, I mean, it wasn't intentional, but temperance. Um, finding that balance in also, because now she's at an age that she comes home and She's sharing the things that she's learning at school. And I'm finding myself in a position where I don't want to disregard these things that she's learning, but I also don't want to overshadow my own beliefs. I feel like I am so stuck on allowing her to make her own decisions that I'm not sharing my beliefs because I don't want it to feel like it's forced. But then She's obviously in a school where they're sharing their their ideas and their mm -hmm. ideology, and I'm not you. saying anything. And then it like overshadows, and then I'm like, oh wait, I probably should have said something. Like you know, and like the two things can coexist. There's things that in within the religions that can coexist. There's such things as Christian Christian witches. Yeah, like folk magic is a lot of yeah old Italian Catholic women. So it's an interesting concept trying to find that balance and being able to like share your personal beliefs, but also not feel like you're forcing them on another person. I think we're doing a good job of not doing that. Yes. And I also and think that part of it is just like way. my own personal, like religious trauma. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's probably not this hard for I don't most think you need couples. To worry about that. Yeah. I think you're okay. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. It's cool and it's interesting and she enjoys it's fun. She does talk a lot about Jesus, though. So, so back to Mel's question about it being a, what was her wording? A, a mixed belief home. So the reason it's a mixed belief home is because Georgia goes <laughs> <laughs> to a religious preschool. And she is the reason that it's a mixed belief home for the most part. It is really funny the things they pick up on, especially, like I said, Georgia's at the age where she's like coming back and recounting 
uh, the things that she's learning at school. And so like the other day we're driving to school and she's talking in the back seat with her brother and she goes, no, baby Jesus, he's an invisible baby Mm -hmm. and he's in everybody's family. And our middle who has not the greatest speech, uh, skills goes not my house. <laughs> and she was like, no, he's in everyone. He's like, not my family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they started to argue. And she was like, and it's funny the things that she picks up on because her rebuttal was, yeah, even mommy's family. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not part of our family. <laughs> but it's just funny the things that they pick up on. I mean, I guess we've kind of already talked a bit about it, um, including the kids in spell work or better yet, uh, including the whole family. So is that something we do? <laughs> um, I mean, not the whole family all at once, I don't think. But if you're doing a spell, like I mentioned before, you'll take Torch outside. Mm-hmm. Or after the kids go to bed, we'll do something together. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's ever been like a communal effort. I think my more complicated spells are something that is obviously adult focused. Uh, right. Looking towards. Um, I'm not going to give Georgia a box of matches, you know? <laughs> yes. But <laughs> if it's a bowl of salt or sugar, yeah. Yeah. You're uh, good. I guess you're not usually around, but if we were cleansing the house, I mean, I usually follow around with. Um, a smoke cleanse, but the kids sometimes will engage in like a sound cleanse and they'll follow around with bells, uh, which is real fun. Give a bunch of toddlers bells. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they will not stop. I don't think anything's like super structured, like, okay, this step, we're going to do this step and we're going to do this next and we need these ingredients, which I think that they have engaged in like the occasional spell jar or something that's been special just for like them. But, I mean, we celebrate some of the Sabbaths and the different celebrations. I guess it's more low-key and less blatant because it's through, yeah, like, well, a family the, meal. Right, yeah. It's like or, a meal or, like, dinner, you know? Yeah. It's just a special dinner. That's it. Yeah. Um, and we have books. I mean, they have plenty of books. They have books on tarot for babies and on their zodiac signs and i don't think i saw the tarot for babies book Mm, yes i know georgia has a crystal book that she loves she has a ton of crystal books she's all about the crystals yeah uh but yeah i don't know that and it's not really even on purpose but i like i was saying before none of it's like in your face although and I know that we're talking about her a lot. It's mainly just because she is the oldest and right, yeah. she talks the most. But um, don't let Georgia know that you're a witch unless you want everybody to know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is her answer to everything. Yeah, because mommy's a witch. Because mommy's a witch. Yeah. I think we were driving the car one time to go to a playground. And I said, we're going to a new playground. She said, how do you know where this playground is? I said, because I'm a mommy. She goes, no, because you're a witch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Did you define the playground? Did you scry it? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what happens. That's how you know these things. <laughs> um, but I think that's really it. Yeah. Anything else to add? No, this is just life. There's nothing really special about it. 
I guess a good topic, I know I just said that's it, but a good last note would be um, extended family beliefs, how that fits into living as and teaching within our own beliefs. Does that? Really not at all. No, they don't fit together. Although. Also, we've just kind of left those as we've grown up. I don't think they really have much of an impact. It is my life goal to be your grandfather's favorite. I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's not hard. Look around. Let's see who you need to compare yourself to. No, no. And it is my absolute favorite when he comes over and it's like, you know, a, a priest and a witch hanging out. Talk to him about clocks. No big deal. Doorknobs, lacquer. You know, you're his favorite. <laughs> so there you go. That's our family in a nutshell, maybe. Yeah. And if you really want to get on his good side, ask him about cookies. <laughs> He'll break out grandma's old cookbook. Some of the best cookies ever in there. I'm sure it was because they were made with lard, <laughs> but who cares? All right, we're getting sidetracked. All right, it's almost time for your fun fact. I'm ready for it. We have our last thing, though. What's the last uh, thing? Our correspondent. Yeah, okay. okay. Temperance. No. Okay. That's our tarot card. I thought you were going to talk about the flowers in the background that you looked up. Oh, I didn't look those up. Oh, okay. Our correspondence for today is cinnamon. I had cinnamon today in my yogurt. I had yogurt with chia seeds and cinnamon. Really good. I threw a couple blueberries in there. A dozen, even dozen blueberries. I don't think they correspond to each other at all, but who knows? Okay. Magical correspondence for cinnamon. Um, I don't know. Cinnamon, it's a bark, right? From this cinnamon tree. So maybe protective. It's a protection. Yeah. This isn't a right or wrong. It seems like by the way you're looking at me, it's a right or wrong. It's not. Okay. Cinnamon. Um, it's protective and it's the spice of life. Done. <laughs> And what kind of spell work would you use cinnamon in? Breakfast. Breakfast spells to start your day off right. Okay. Right. Like cinnamon toast crunch. Like a motivation spell or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Okay. I see cinnamon. So cinnamon is connected to the fire sign or the sun. Oh, yes. Like fireball. So I see it as protection, purification, love, good luck. Uh, I would use it in spell work that needs uh, a little bit of spice, uh, get things moving. I am right on. <laughs> All over, you know? You can't fool me. Not today. Not today. All right, Andrew, hit us with your fun fact. Fun fact. All right. I alluded to it previously. You didn't allude anything. You straight up told us. I did tell you about it. It's about water. Okay. Um, specifically, how the density of water varies with temperature, which is nothing new. That's how things work. The temperature is reduced, the molecules come together, and the density is increased. The opposite, when it heats up, molecules move around more, stuff like that. But, but. water is very special in the fact that it's the only non-metallic substance that when it freezes, its density decreases because of the lattice structure it forms, the molecules separate okay. and it decreases, right? That's why ice floats on top of water because it's less dense. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I'm following. All right. Do you know why lakes, ponds, rivers, water freezes from top to bottom, from surface to the floor? Please tell me. I would love to. <laughs> It's because 
water has this very interesting property that it is the densest at four degrees Celsius, which is weird. You would think that it would be the densest at the point before it freezes at zero degrees Celsius, right? Because as temperature increases, it reduces in density. So you have zero degrees water, which then actually gets denser as it heats up to four degrees, and then it gets less dense as it heats up further. Crazy, right? So Wild. what this means is that it will never be at the surface of freezing water because at the surface, you're always gonna have 32 degrees, which is less dense. So it will be above the four, the, the four degrees water. If this didn't happen, there could be a chance that our water in rivers, ponds, lakes, water bodies would freeze from the bottom because that would be the densest, right? Okay. Which would then be zero degrees and it would freeze from the bottom. Now, what would happen if the water froze from the bottom up to the top? It float. Oh, what? Did it... The fish would all die because they would just freeze into a block of solid ice. Ah. They would all just freeze and be dead every single year. But because there's always that insulating layer of four degrees Celsius water, it allows the water to freeze from the top of the column down instead of from the bottom of the column up. Okay. So wildlife can live in the water over the winter. There you go. That's it. Isn't that exciting? That is exciting. Bonus fact, if you ever have a glass of water okay. and you put ice in it, mm -hmm. right? And then it, it reaches thermal equilibrium-ish mm -hmm. for the most part, and you still have ice in your water. Mm -hmm. And the ice is no longer like significantly melting, right? It means that your water is pretty much right at 32 degrees. Crazy, right? Because if it was warmer than that, the ice would melt. Okay. Same with boiling water on the opposite So like end. in a tumbler, when your ice never melts in your right. tumbler? It's always 32 degrees. Mm. Yeah. But water, on the other hand, well, hot water, boiling water at the other end of the spectrum at 100 degrees Celsius, when your water is boiling, right? It's like steaming, boiling, uh -huh. all that stuff. Your water is at 100 degrees Celsius. The whole time it will never get above 100 degrees celsius at atmospheric pressure because once it goes above 100 degrees it turns into steam ah. and that's why you have to be very careful when you're boiling water and you're dumping pasta right because the water is 100 degrees the steam could be several hundred degrees and that's why you end up with burns on your face and your hands hmm. so be careful around water good to know yeah that's it exciting <laughs> stuff <laughs> I think it was exciting. All right. And that's it for today. Um, I don't know. This was a fun episode. And hopefully we can continue to do these like listener based questions. Yeah, we did get another question, an email question about ghosts and hauntings. We did. And which we need to bring an expert on that. <laughs> do you happen to know anybody? I do. Okay. I do. And I am in the middle of talking to her. And hopefully we'll get a date so that we can all talk together. Yes. Yeah. We'll see if we can get that sorted out. I think that would be interesting. Uh, and I also was thinking that maybe we could maybe mix in the occasional mini-sode and share some cool things that we're interested in and that we're like doing. Like water. And... Yes. Generally water-based. <laughs> but I thought it would be a good in-between for our off weeks. 
So hopefully you'll see one of those soon. Or hear one of them. Yes. Yes. See it, then hear it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us on our respective social medias. And until next time, bye. Later, Gator. <laughs>